I want to welcome you guys to Stock the Fuck Up. We're here with Luke Dale. Um, I actually found Luke on TikTok, and then we just kept in touch through Twitter. Um, this guy's doing some really interesting things, particularly in the NFT world. And before we uh, proceed, I just want to let all of our listeners know that Luke and I are not lawyers or financial advisors, and we're just here to have a good time, talk, and really just keep you guys updated on what's going on in the investment world. And yes, NFTs are part of the investment world. Yeah, right now... Uh... We, um, I'm just in the middle of, of, of beginning the process of building an NFT project. So it's quite, a, it's quite an interesting time, got to say. <laughs> Guys, you know that I love to use some really great sources. Let's just keep it quick uh, since um, Luke is joining us from across the pond in a train station. The man's an entrepreneur. He's doing all sorts of things. ForbesAdvisor.com actually says that an NFT is a digital asset that represents real-world objects like art, music, in-game items, and videos. So now that we have some of these media platforms defining it for us, you know, Stock the Fuck Up is all about simplifying it. So Luke, what, how did you get in the game of NFTs, first of all? And how would you define it yourself for someone just getting in there? Someone who has the money to really do something for their future, but they just still don't know what an NFT is. Of course, yeah. Well, it's a minefield right now, definitely. Uh, how I got involved in it was I, I started talking about crypto and NFTs on my TikTok because I found it interesting. That was literally it. I just found it interesting. So and then and then one of my uh, TikToks did really well and it and it blew up and got like 2.7 million views and that led to me getting about 60,000 followers. And then I thought, okay, all right, I wonder what I could do with this. I mean, I want to I sort of want to utilize this. Um, a community that seem to think I know what I'm talking about and I want to be able to do something cool and something that benefits them. Right. Um, so I thought, why not start my own project? Uh, but actually, like, instead of, you know, what they call a rug pull, um, mm -hmm. a scam, mm -hmm. and kind of um, annoy everyone, I'll mm -hmm. actually follow through and do do something um, that benefits them. So, yeah, we I, I got together with a friend of mine from L.A. and we talked about what we might be able to do as filmmakers um, so the, the idea was the Sherwood project, uh, which came, which came out of that. And that's what I'm currently doing at the moment in terms of what an NFT actually is. It's a digital artifact that you can buy and it's, um, you, there's a, a finite amount of them. They are smart contracts on the blockchain that allow mm. you to, um, basically purchase it, an NFT can be anything. It, mm -hmm. it, I imagine at some point, you know, people's uh physical documents are going to be nfts like right. deeds to houses passports train tickets plane tickets you know everything eventually will be an nft but right now um the thing that's really popping off is art people really want to buy art right and the thing that really sparked all of that was the success of people people is an artist who sold his body of work for i can't remember the exact number but it was millions mm. and it, it really got the media's attention and after that, you saw um, just everybody jumping on the on on board and buying art, and then some of these projects just went crazy, and people made millions from just simply holding this digital piece of art. And so, I think artists are really jumping on this. Um, the word fungibility, though, it's just not in everyone's vocabulary. Based on Investopedia.com, fungibility is the ability of a good or asset to be interchanged with other individual goods or assets also. So the idea of a digital asset, I'm trying to kind of find a good analogy. You know, if we go back to the 90s, 
is, would you say this is something like me collecting my basketball cards when I was in seventh grade and knowing that there's yeah, a specific I, amount of them, except now it's, it's digital? Yeah, I'd say it's exactly like that. It's like a movie poster. When they used to release old movies at the, mm-hmm. uh, at the cinema many, yeah. many moons ago, like of course. they would say, uh, you, can, you can have one of these posters mm-hmm. uh, that were the original kind of motion picture posters and uh, people collected those and they're probably going to be worth, you know, depending on the film, they're going to be worth a lot of money nowadays. So it's a, it's a similar kind of idea. It's just, as you say, digital. I think the issue with it is that um, it's just incredibly oversaturated and so, uh, you know, everyone starting an NFT project is going up against an incredible amount of competition and really it's what I'm seeing is that it's whoever's got, whoever's got the most money to market their NFT wins at the moment. Um, right, right. That's no, not that true. That's not, it's, yeah, it's not true of everything. There was a, a young girl who was about 12 years old and she sold her NFT collection for 6 million. It was called Long Neckies. And, um, you know, that's an amazing story. I mean, I don't know how that... The kids are definitely jumping in. That's something that we do see in the media. The kids are jumping in and um, people are considering the fact that someone under a certain age, uh, you know, wow, this is an artist. This is someone creating something. This has to, you know, be worth something. And also just celebrity purchases are being tracked. The minute that you see a celebrity jump on these things, you know, it's all over Twitter. It's all over the media. And people try to get that finite amount that you just described. Um, yeah. So we're kind of using the millionaires and the billionaires of the world as some sort of gauge, but I think there's just so much room for it to grow. Well, yeah, two questions left. One of them is, give me more of the Sherwood project. And so the, the Sherwood project is, uh, is our NFT project. What, what we're going to do, because we are filmmakers first, Matt and I, who are the founders of the project, and what we, we have this crazy idea, which is essentially this. Um, what if you could fund a documentary about NFTs with NFTs. The thing lacking mm. at the moment in the world is um, some kind of live like coverage about what the hell happened. Um, there's not a Netflix documentary yet, but there will be, but you know, about what the hell happened. And we thought, well, instead of it just being a documentary that covers NFTs and people fund it with NFTs, um, what, if, what if we actually document the process of creating the nft so it's quite meta um, mm. we're actually um, so what we're going to do is people will buy a placeholder mm-hmm. uh what we're calling an nf seed okay. and that will turn into something later so they'll buy an nf seed and that nf seed will turn into an nf tree once we found an artist to create something really cool so we'll find right. like an undiscovered cool great artist that shows a lot of promise maybe hasn't had a big break right. and we give them a bunch of money that we use you know from the sale of the, of the placeholder nf seeds right and then we we give we give them um we give them a commission fee some support a mentor uh, a budget and then we say right go go have fun create something really cool for the right. community that's waiting for it so we document all of that and then um another proportion of the money will go into like a, a non-profit that will allow us to do this again and again and again and then you know, the film, the nonprofit and funding artists will just be this kind of perpetual thing that we do again and again. And hopefully we become a sort of blue chip, um, st- like uh, almost like a benchmark of what could be possible uh, if you use NFTs correctly. Because I think there's just so much out there right now. It's all scams. It's all rubbish. Yeah. It, you know, there's, yeah. it's all froth. Right. So what if we could become something truly legitimate and get and get people to endorse us? 
um, and, and do something really cool. And how um, international that, that, is this opportunity going to be? Are you guys kind of sticking to the UK? Oh, no, it's, it's completely global. The whole awesome. thing will be completely global. Perfect. But, uh, but what we're doing is making it incredibly accessible. So it's only $100. Yeah, each NFT is $100, and there's 8,333 of them. So nice. um, people, there's a finite amount, so the people that actually buy it will have exclusive access to stuff. And uh, w workshops, um, we'll, get, we'll get amazing people coming in and being mentors to the community and like exclusive Zoom calls and you know anything that people want, they'll get um, in a creative sense, yeah. like artist sense, yeah. but also... Um, so that's that's a real incentive. Yeah, I mean, utility it, for the NFT. it sounds like uh, you said your partner's name is Matt. Yes. Yeah, it sounds like you and Matt are building an NFT machine, and it sounds really exciting. Love the fact that you Thank guys are you. filmmakers first and foremost. Um, you know, it seems like again, yeah. even though the majority of the social media public is basing it off of some of that, you know, famous celebrity. Um, choices and we're kind of all tracking to see what the millionaires and billionaires are doing. I love the fact that the artists yeah. did really instigate a movement within the community that Luke just described. You know, it's it is the interchanging of goods. It's really funny how it kind of feels like bartering back from the seventies too. Like it, but but now there's this like amazing wealth behind it. It really feels like I'm grabbing something. I'm saying this is worth this, and then I'm yeah. <laughs> providing service. I'm like, hey, you know. Back in the 70s, we used to trade like a poem for a pair of jeans and like, it, it's crazy. And guys, no, I'm not old enough to know what was happening in the 70s. I am basing it, <laughs> the knowledge on um, pure documentary. <laughs> um, but I do know that bartering was definitely a thing, but it kind of sounds like that. We have to ask you, you, especially as a filmmaker, that last question, we can't let you escape without it. What movie poster, <laughs> what movie poster would you convert into an NFT? What would you think would be the most valuable, you know, movie poster out there? Oh my god! I can't speak for most valuable. I have no idea, to be honest with you. But I, but one of my favorite old movies is probably something like Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf with Richard Burton. Um, <laughs> nice. That's like one of my favorite, like old older films. I, I, yeah, so I I definitely buy that poster. But uh, nice, I don't nice. know about most valuable. Maybe, like if we're if we're talking valuable, like an original movie poster, something like Gone with the Wind, or you know one of those old classics. But yeah, yeah I was thinking Scarface, be, yeah. but that's because I'm from Miami, Florida originally. So you know that Scarface is just Indeed. a classic over there. Yeah. I mean, we, we can't live without it. But thank you, Luke, so much for finding a little frigid corner of a train station <laughs> to talk to us. We, we love what you're doing, and we cannot wait for this episode to come out. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Great. Thank you, Luke, again for joining us. Thank you so much. Stop.